Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. All right, I'm already a little scared. It's No Rules Friday. There's no West to hog the mic from Fitty and No Rules Friday, plus more airtime for Fitty, not just on the midday, but even going into the afternoon. Get the dump button ready, Fitty. You know what's going to have to be right there in front of your face? you got to press it if you say anything wild. And I have a feeling you might just say something wild today. Is that the feeling you get? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that, you know. It's amazing. I've only dumped myself once mm-hmm. in my almost two years on the air. I've had to come. I've had to dump Kyle twice within the last three weeks. Did you really? Yeah. Well, oh, I, had, I didn't know you had to dump him a couple yeah, times. He, he had to dump himself yesterday. He got really fired up talking wait. about Independence Day. Well, wait. Hold on one second, because I did want to talk about this. And if, you know, I, I'm, it's unfortunate Kyle just walked by. Not that I want to force him to work, but I, you know, me, no rules Friday. Anybody's welcome. The doors are open. It's a swinging door policy. Walk on in. There's no lock here, but I do remember him talking about independence day yesterday. And I heard what you guys were laughing at. And so I don't think that actually made it over the airwaves, the dump button. You didn't dump them. I didn't, but I was. Willie told me that he dumped whatever he said was dumped. Oh, I think Willie's lying to you. Well, now I'm afraid to. Now I'm afraid to reference it because I wanted to talk about it. I thought it was oh, it was dicey. So, so Kyle was talking about yesterday Independence Day. He does a fantastic rendition of the speech. By the way, Bill Pullman, I think, is the best fictional president of all time. If you fight aliens, then you're be- the best fictional president of all time. So. Fantastic rendition. And then he talks about Randy Quaid (laughs) flying up something specific (laughs) to destroy the spaceship. And I heard every word of that. You're telling me you attempted to dump that. Oh, no, I didn't. No. Oh, okay. But I I thought I was told that 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 it was dumped. Maybe it wasn't. No, I I mean, it wasn't for me. I was listening on 92.7 FM. (laughs) Then then, then it wasn't dumped because whatever you dump. Uh, on the radio does not get dumped over the stream, but Willie said uh, it was dumped. Oh. <laughs> so because I'm not gonna lie to you, yeah. And if, if I got called into into Jeff's office, I would have told him I was doubled over in laughter. <laughs> well, but what are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, and plus, the, we we know the rule of the word that needs to be off of the air, but he put a little spice on it, <laughs> made it a little. I mean, I guess. Brought the rating down to maybe PG-13, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are on that specific word. I I didn't know it when he said it, and then he said he got a little dicey, but I heard it. 704 is tweeting at us or texting us. That was not dumped. Yeah, no, no, because we just got a follow-up text with the exact, exactly what he said. Right. So, yeah, I... I mean, maybe Willie just has, like, PG-13 ears, and he just tunes out that type of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But because I'm pretty sure unless I just misread his text. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, look, and this is all right. This is how we're leading off the show. OK, I apologize. We're leading the show. Yeah, because he texted me. Did he curse? 
Dump button worked. <laughs> what did he say? Can you do that one more time? Did he curse? Mm -hmm. Dump button worked. <laughs> so poor Willie, man. <laughs> He's the guy that is most impersonated here in these studios. And there are a few that you'll roll with. I'm not going to go with all the impressions that you give, but you just, <laughs> just, just so blatant. You're going to talk about the dry brisket and you're going to do it. And you're going to talk about it in a Willie voice. That's just how it is. Yeah, even Kyle from Maine. I heard it on the stream. It was beautiful. It was funny, man. <laughs> I mean, it was. I, I was just a little scared. I was like, wait, was I supposed to hear that? Is that a Fitty problem? Is that a Kyle problem? Am I bad for even bringing attention to it right now? Yeah, the, the inside joke that a lot of people might not have the inside angle to. I know that is frustrating if you don't know what we're discussing. So maybe just go check it out on the Kyle Bailey tab on WFNZ.com. We'll drive you that way. You can also check us out, the Wes and Wall. Walker tab, Fitty filling in for Wes. Wes, I don't know. What do you think he's doing? What do you think the best part of a cruise is for Wes that we can actually talk about on air? What do you think is the best part for him? I don't know. Did you see Did you see his hat, by the way? He oh. posted it on the gram. Oh, is he posting thirst trap pics right now? No, I think it was whenever him and his, his girlfriend were just boarding the cruise ship or whatever. Okay. But they, but they, and it was on his story. I don't think it was an actual post. Facebook or the gram? It was, it was a gram. Ah, yeah, it, so it, I'm still not on that well. Yeah. So um, what do I think he's doing right now? If I had to bet knowing Wes, he's probably sipping, sipping something fun. Yeah. What is he doing? Because he's not the biggest drinker, but he will drink for sure. Yeah. Like he'll, he'll definitely have fun and he's going to on this cruise. I don't know. He's, you know what he's doing? He's probably indulging on the food deal that he's getting on this cruise. I mean, he's probably just eating nonstop, right? Dude, Wes might come back fat, Wes. He's going to have to work out hard, which is how you're supposed to do it on vacation. Zero judgment whatsoever. I want you to eat as much food as you possibly can on this vacation. I just don't know what it's going to be. He's going to eat all the steak in the world. He's going to eat all the chicken wings in the world. You and him are alike in that regard. I love chicken wings. You could be at a five-star restaurant or just someplace, a hole in the wall down the street. Chicken wings are going to be the first thing on your mind. And I think that's going to be true for Wes, too, on this uh, on this cruise. So we'll see. 704 said the food is the best part of a cruise. Yeah, tell us. I've never been on one. Fiddy has never been above the Mason-Dixon line. So <laughs> tell us. We have zero clue what it's like to be on a cruise. 704-570-9610. All right. I want to, I, I hope so. I want to summon the NBA news gods, the Woj, the Shams, the Chris Haynes of the world. I want those guys to give us some breaking news. If we do, we're going to play this sounder as always. I hope we hear that nonstop. Fiddy, I hope you interrupt me with that soundbite for breaking news, whether it be Kyrie Irving making a decision or Jalen McDaniels or a second round pick. I want that frequently on these airwaves for NBA free agency day. It officially starts at 6 p.m., but the NBA is a tampering league. So we're going to have these deals come through a little more so. We know the extension took place with Sacramento and Harrison Barnes. We now know that there's a trade between the Kings and the Pacers. I think this is true. I didn't check for Shams, the real account, but I think Chris Duarte is going over to Sacramento in this trade, if I'm not mistaken. But I could be bringing that to the limelight with it being a fake account. So who knows? We can look for that as well. Let's get off the bus. Fitty's still driving this thing. Go ahead and open up the doors, Fitty. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! Kick it! I can feel it! All right, NBA free agency. It does start today. 
I don't know what the Charlotte Hornets are going to do. We do have confirmation, by the way. The Indiana Pacers are nearing a trade, sending guard Chris Duarte to the Sacramento Kings for draft compensation. So the Kings, you mentioned they're going all in. It'll be interesting to see what the three seed in the West did this past year, what they're doing this offseason and how they can improve. What do you expect from the Hornets today, Fiddy? Any surprises? News on Miles Bridges? Do you think this thing plays out a little bit more so? News on P.J. Washington? What are you looking for first and foremost? What do you expect to see? I mean, I, I think it all starts and ends with, with what happens with Miles Bridges. Um, do we see something today, or do we let this thing kind of permeate over the weekend? Knowing the Hornets and stuff like that, I could probably see them doing something tonight because they know that it's going to sit there for 48 Mm-hmm. 72, maybe even 96 hours because of the holiday coming on a Tuesday of next week. But, I mean, I think that's what we're all interested in seeing is is what's going to happen with Miles Bridges and is Brian Windhorse like, right about the stuff with Cleveland. And, like, if, if, if he's right about that, whether he even goes to Cleveland or not, but Cleveland, you know, chases after him, at what point do we just start calling Windhorse like the rumor god? He's already the oracle here. Uh, with apologies to my guy on the text line who I named the oracle, we all know Brian Windhorst is. When he was doing the finger thing where he's pointing all sorts to different places in the sky, why would Utah trade Royce O'Neal? That's going to be an incredible trivia question one day. Who was the player traded in the Utah uh, Jazz transaction when we got the iconic moment from Brian Windhorst, which, by the way, I think happened a year ago yesterday. I think that's when we got that moment, either yesterday or it might be a year anniversary today. So, yeah, it might be that Miles Bridges is going to Cleveland. That's certainly the first thing you're looking for. I don't expect a ton of surprises. I do think that we're going to get an interesting player in a Charlotte Hornet uniform because of this mid-level exception that the Hornets have to work with. So PJ, Miles, who knows what's going to happen there. I do think it'll be interesting to see what they're able to do with that mid-level exception. How much is it going to be applied to a Dennis Smith Jr. coming back? How much are they going to try to go after a Seth Curry, which I know Shroppy and Jeff were debating coming into the studio? (laughs) Why are you laughing? Is it Because I was laughing because Fiddy is an amazing, amazing human who has an opinion on everything, and it's an absolute opinion. Like, there's no gray area. So would this be the smartest decision in the world? Or the dumbest decision in the world for the Hornets to go after Seth Curry? I mean, you know, from a basketball perspective, I think, I mean, why not? He, he can shoot the ball really well. Um, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would imagine yeah, it's, he's, he's a 40 percent three yeah. point shooter. The last few years, he's been like 43. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like if you trade him out for Kelly Oubre, even I couldn't complain about that. But it's like I told Schraub, because Schraub said, you know, he doesn't want him, and he was getting roasted on the text line, and I felt bad for the kid. Mm -hmm. But I I said, it's not the worst take you've ever had, because he also went to Duke. And I think we're learning from the track records of Kyrie Irving, Jaleel Okafor, now Zion Williamson. You can't trust Dukies, man. On the court or off. (laughs) Um, Speaking of somebody I'm sure you're not a big fan of, well, maybe you are. What what do you think about Josh Hart now? He's a Nick, but he also is a Villanova Wildcat. So do you like him or not? Um... I mean, I have no choice but to like him because do, do, do they make the second round of the postseason without him last year? I don't... 
I don't think so. It was a great pickup. The reason I bring his name up is because Shams reported even yesterday, a little bit later into the day, that the Knicks picked up, or excuse me, Josh Hart opted into his $13 million contract to return this upcoming season. One interesting wrinkle here with the CBA is that some of these guys that can opt in to their deals are also immediately eligible to be traded in some scenarios. You have that with James Harden. James Harden, not a fan of what Philadelphia has done this offseason. Doesn't even look like he wants to go to Houston anymore, in part because Jalen Green had some interesting comments about his potential fit if James went back to Houston, and James didn't like those answers from Jalen Green because Paul said, Jalen, you're the king of Houston, which is an interesting title at this point in his career, but he said Jalen Green is the king of Houston, that if James Harden, a ball-dominant guard, came over to this organization... That would stunt your growth as a player, and Jalen agreed with that on the podcast. So now, James opted into the contract. Philadelphia is going to look to trade him, and it doesn't look like he's going back to Houston. So this is already a surprise. We thought it was going to be Houston or, or Philadelphia, but now he could go anywhere with any team looking for James Harden services. The Clippers are among the interesting teams out there to go after James Harden. So we'll see what happens throughout the landscape of free agency today. We'll have you up to date on everything that comes through. I'm going to try my West thing. Oh, what you got, Fiddy? All right, Walker. The Portland Trailblazers, they are waving forward Trendon Watford. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. This is what I want. I want Trenton Watford news coming in. I want you to interrupt me for guys that are named Trenton Watford. That's what I want. We're off and rolling. It's NBA free agency day. I do want to go into the next segment. Taking a break from NBA, though, because Biff Pogey, Charlotte 49er head football coach, he joined... The one and only Kyle Bailey yesterday to discuss the state of the Charlotte football program, and he wants some more money. We'll talk about that coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, and we thank you for listening to us. We'll be with you for the next three hours. Kyle Bailey will take over from there. Also, I have Nada Edwards coming back. He'll be around with us for an hour. Fiddy likes Nada a lot. He wants to hear his college basketball takes. I think you had him on your pod, right? I, I haven't yet. Oh, okay, but you've wanted to have him on mm-hmm. the podcast. So we have Nada coming in, but also Fiddy doesn't want his mic taken away. 
And this is something that you've been mentally wrestling with. Okay, I like Nada. This is going to be great. We can talk some college basketball. I've got baseball nostalgia in the rundown. I know you're going to be down for that. But also with him coming in for an hour, that means somebody else is going to be taking the microphone a little bit. And that's something you don't love. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in a real, real predicament because... I love Nada. I, I love. I think he's. A, I think he's a good basketball mind. He has opinions that he's. He's going to communicate. So, but I don't want to lose my airtime. But then, I mean, you were in the fishbowl with us this morning. I mean, it was a threat straight from Kyle. You need to rest your voice for three o'clock. Yeah, he wants you. There, there's no mistaking what Kyle wants. He wants you to be ready to go from three to six. And if that comes at the expense of the middays, that's okay. And it'll help to have Nada here. So you'll basically be doing. Like two and a half hours. So what's that really to add another three hours on top of that? Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something to you. Okay. You know because I, as I said yesterday, I never asked for for twelve to six. Mm-hmm. It was not a part of what of what I wanted. Yeah. If, if, even if it is, but right. Go ahead. When I got home last night at about eight fifteen, because I got I I didn't get here to almost seven thirty ish, and I had to stop and get dinner on my way home. I was I was I was pretty exhausted. It happens, man. Radio for four hours. It's funny because that's usually as long as you'll see a radio show. You can see it for five. I mean, sometimes, but I mean, can you imagine? Isn't that what Nick does in Cleveland now? Doesn't he do a five hour radio show? Yep, five hours, two to seven. <laughs> that is so long. It is such a long radio show. Three hours is is good. I think that's probably just high end, just straight up. That's a nice ratio of the length of a radio show to how much you can continue to just go give top-notch content at the top of every hour. Four hours, that's when you're starting to stretch it a little bit. And if you do six, you just don't want to talk anymore. Mm-hmm. You just, you're done. Even Fitty, even Josh Fitty Marlowe doesn't have any more takes to spew. <laughs> it's surprising to hear, to be honest. I thought if anybody wanted that amount of airtime consistently, it might be you. But I also thought, yeah, you're going to be run down because anybody would be. Six hours is a ton. Yeah, but you know, I'm recharged and ready to go, and the grind continues. Six more hours today, working for my dad all day tomorrow because I'm just a gr- I'm a I'm a grinder. Look at you, you're a warrior. Six hours again on Monday. We're off Tuesday, but I'm not working for my dad again. Like, whenever you look up the the, the definition of the word work ethic, yeah, I'm I'm pictured. Okay. I look at Trent in Watford when I see work ethic, <laughs> the guy that you updated everybody on. You thought it was, I love it though. This is the, this is the task at hand for you. It is to update everyone on all NBA free agent news, no matter how big or how small trend in Watford was the first name today. I love it. The guys played two years in the NBA with Portland and probably the best known fact about him to the casual, maybe casual basketball fan, college basketball fan his brother is Christian Watford, played at Indiana, and hit the big old shot against Kentucky to beat them at Assembly Hall in 2012. So there you go. We can make that relevant somehow. Feel free if you have any other trend in Watford news. Text it in, 704-570-9610. Um, I was going to read the Moose text, and then I read it thoroughly, and now I'm not going to read it anymore. <laughs> Moose is the guy that always almost gets me, man. I mean, Stanford P was bad at this. There's a number one troll will get me. There are a couple of guys that will almost get me and I'm inviting more room for problems here, but it's no rules Friday. So who knows what'll happen? All right, let's go to the Biff Pogey interview yesterday. Cause it was a doozy. Um, and right off the bat, Fitty, 
you called him or he called you, whatever. I know you patched him through and Kyle introduced him and immediately was like, hey, can we have some money? (laughs) Can we get some money? Charlotte 49er fan base. I'll play it for you. Here's Charlotte 49er head football coach getting you ready for the offseason. Kyle introduces him and well, he comes right out of the gate talking about a complaint he has where his program is right now. I mean, if there's one thing that I I would uh, write about, it would be we need more support from the Charlotte community financially. I mean, that's really hard to get guys to write checks. And um, and that's actually starting to uh, ruffle my Italian feathers. So, All right. <laughs> I love that he <laughs> was distinct in ruffling his Italian feathers. Does that hit different? We can ask Floundy, too, about this, with him being Italian and his father, apparently, having Italian feathers that can be ruffled rather easily. Are Italian feathers ruffled a little more easy than other types of feathers? I did want to get to the other soundbite, too. Just go back to back here, Fiddy. Here he is continuing to explain the financial shortcomings of the program right now. Our operating budget is somewhere around $5 million short of the last team, um, the lowest team in American conference. Mm-hmm. And that's substantial. And then, then you need that, you know, we need that operating budget to pay coaches to pay staff to, uh, improve our operations. Um, and, and then we need NIL money to attract and retain players. We've got a really good roster we don't get some NIL money in here, what's going to happen is people are going to uh, poach players off our roster. And and that's just what the landscape is. That's not whether I like it or don't like it. It is a fact. All right, so this thing actually continued on even after Biff was done. Because, of course, this is the type of story that is going to get some traction because here's Biff Pogey actively complaining, asking for people to contribute to the program financially. And Agent 49, a great source, probably the source you first think of when you want to go to anything for Charlotte 49ers information, Agent 49 at underscore Agent 49 on Twitter, quote tweeted the soundbite and the interview that us, WFNZ, tweeted out for the Kyle Bailey show. And Agent 49 said this, Biff Pogey likely ruffled some feathers today on WFNZ. This is a phrase, man. We're going to continue to run with that. He also said... Biff Pogey's not wrong. If we want to expand, increase resources, etc., it takes money. Do people think UCF, Houston, and Cincy, they all got to this level without community support? Of course they did not. If you listened to that interview and it upset you, so be it. Donate what you're able to, $5 or $5,000. I believe he's talking more about the business, corporations, and movers and shakers in Charlotte. If you want major college football in Charlotte, it doesn't just happen. It takes commitment from the community as a whole. All right. So there's Agent 49 defending Biff. I don't have that incorrectly, right? Like Agent 49, in that initial quote tweet, is defending Biff Pogey for this. Where you might feel... A little insulted if you're a Charlotte 49er fan or a part of the community. But here's the guy, Agent 49, defending the head coach. Agent 49 follows it up with this. I'm also not sure about the $5 million less from an operating budget and where that comes from. 
Charlotte was in line with Conference USA programs that are moving up to the AAC in expenditures. Clearly, we're behind in incumbent ACC programs. We aren't getting a full TV share starting July 1st, so that's an area you have to grow resources to make up that shortfall. Best way to do that, win in football and men's basketball. Cool. Just kind of covering his bases. Just giving you some details, trying to be as transparent as possible. Doesn't seem like Biff really reads the first tweet defending the comments of what he said on the Kyle Bailey show. And this is what Biff says. Biff goes on and quote tweets agent 49's uh, comment about the $5 million. And then he says, you are wrong. Don't speak on what you don't know. This is part of the problem. Apologies for mediocrity. Do your research. Charlotte 49er fans didn't like it. Fitty. They came to the, to the defense of agent 49 on all of this. And then, within the last hour, by the way, on Twitter, yep, just read a whole bunch of tweets. I just want to make it clear for everyone what the situation is. Just within the last hour, Biff apologized. He said, let me be clear. I have zero issues with our fans. We need you all, and you have been awesome. I actually love Agent 49. He's a great supporter. My response was wrong and too harsh. I apologize to him. I would like to have him come by and see what numbers I'm working from. It just felt like a battle that need, didn't need to be picked in the first place, Fiddy, and certainly did not need to be picked publicly. I mean, this is someone defending you on the initial tweet. And honestly, at least from what we're dealing with in a public standpoint, what Agent 49 said wasn't wrong. And then Biff immediately comes out and boom, nope, you're wrong. You should apologize. This is the problem. It's just not a great look. What did you have to say about one, you got the initial reaction here yeah. because you were on the air when he was saying it. What did you think of the initial comment, and what do you make of the fallout and the apology afterwards? Yeah, I mean, I, I've listened to coaches' press conference interviews and the whatnot for well over 15 years of my life. I've never heard anything like that. where Because, like, it came across with a preset agenda. Okay, I'm coming on this radio show, and I'm going to make it known. Well, and just give context real quickly. How soon was it after the introduction, Body Works Plus Guest Hotline, thanks for joining us. That How was the end of his first answer. So we were not <laughs> yeah. even a, a minute and a half into the actual interview, and, and that was what was being dropped. Yeah. And what was funny, like, you know, I'll bring guys into the studio. Kyle's interviewing. I'm over here doing the producer type of thing, but I can still hear what's going on over the air in my ear. And I hear that answer, and I just look. And Kyle and I like lock eyes because we were like, yeah. this is about to be a different interview. Isn't that great radio energy when you have something and then in the final seconds of re realizing what's happening? All right, let's run with it. Yeah, and, and so it was one of those things. But this follows a pattern because I've heard every time Biff's been on the station, he's been on three times with Mac and Bone, one time now with Kyle. The first time with, with Mac, he had everybody running through a brick wall for Charlotte 49ers football. The second time, there was still some excitement, but there was a little bit disgruntledness and, and, and a few answers. He came on in the spring, and he, it was I mean, it was like the guy didn't want to do it. It was like he was being forced to do the interview. Then he comes on yesterday, and he's just blasting the community. And I think we found out why, because he realized that the, there's not the money here that I think he thought was going to be here when he took the job. And, and I, you know, there's a lot of pushback is you're never going to be number one, even in, in the city, like Carolina, Duke, Clemson, South Carolina are going to have a larger presence because Charlotte's been playing football for a decade. Well, look, 
it's going to be tough to compete with Power 5 programs, okay? I don't think what Charlotte 49er fans are asking for is to get us on a level in which North Carolina is operating with all their NIL money, Mac Brown as the head coach, and their facilities. Even with NC State, whatever you want to bring to the table, you just want to be bowl eligible every year in the short term and try to build off that in the long term. That's a reasonable request. Mm -hmm. It's extremely reasonable. So I don't want to go too far and say you'll never be North Carolina. Quite frankly, nobody's asking them to be North Carolina. You're just trying to be bowl eligible at this point. But it comes across badly when you have a guy that gets so defensive after one tweet defending you from the guy that is so informative for all these 49er fans. The second tweet where he's actually just trying to be transparent, you get so defensive that you say he needs to apologize. This is this is the thing about Will Healy, okay? When you fired Will Healy, it was because he was not good at winning enough football games. And that ultimately is the thing you have to do if you are a head coach in any program, at any program, regarding any sport. But Will was great with the fans. Will was great with the media. In fact, there were some people questioning, should he have practice as open as he does? Like, could another team just send some dude on the staff in a ball cap and watch what you're working on? But Will Healy was open. And he had a great relationship with everyone. When you bring in Biff Pogey, you don't have to be as open as Will Healy. But so often when you get a new guy, you go for the 180 degree turn on someone and you say, all right, we got to get somebody the exact opposite of Will Healy, the exact opposite. We've had Hunter Bailey in here a lot, has covered the Charlotte 49ers as well as anyone over the last three years or so, however long it's been. And he's telling you, yeah, Biff Pogey, he ain't Will. Very, very different in age, in demeanor, in media access. And I don't know about financially, but it wasn't Will Healy working in Wall Street. <laughs> so speaking of finances, Biff Pogey actually was okay himself coming over and taking care and taking this job. He's done a great job at recruiting. Yep. I mean, you've heard me talk about Will Healy was the guy that was a poster boy for the philosophy of recruiting. But didn't actually deliver on a lot of that. Biff Pogey's out here getting dudes left and right. I mean, They just got a three-star commit at the running back position that got an offer from Florida. This is something that is commonplace, at least in the short term of when he's been the head coach. He's trying to hoard all that talent, though. And he wants finances to do it. And I do want him to have a better relationship, especially when you haven't coached a game yet. I do want that better relationship. You know me, Wes, we're all fans. It seems like what you can take care of, having not coached a game yet, he is checking those boxes off right now. Yeah. But having a good relationship matters to me, Fiddy, especially when you haven't won a whole lot. And so now fans are tweeting back at Biff saying, yo, this is off base. Don't come at Agent 49. He's our guy. And also just because of the facts that they can see. If Biff has numbers that we don't have access to, which isn't far-fetched. He's in the system. Cool. Okay? Like, that's fine. Put to chastise someone for the information that they have and then to put it out there in the public sphere, that is the thing that I'm not sure I quite understand on his part. So, okay, yeah, this is the cycle, right? This is the chicken and the egg. Does it take resources to win football games or does it take football games, winning football games, to get the resources? The reality is, is that it's both. And so if you can have everybody do their part within an understanding 
the fact that more resources will come once you get more fans, once you get people more excited about the product, and then the money will start coming in a little bit more. But yeah, this is the job that comes with trying to turn around a football program. Sorry. Like, this is why, you understand this is why there's an opening in the first place. Because you weren't winning football games. It's okay to ask for more money from the fan base. That's fine. Like, hey, man, we want everybody to come out and support the team. We want you to support these student athletes. We want you to come out. It's going to be a great time. You know, I'll be there shaking hands. Come by and say, what's up? I'd love to meet you. But no, that's not what he's doing. He's going on a radio show, and he's then chastising people for trying to reveal the information that they have afterwards. That's the weird part about all this, Vidi. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's... To be honest, it's 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 a it's a learning point for him as a first time head coach at the college level because like it's 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 not going to work. And it's it's really just it's really just arrogant to think that upon your hiring and look with what you've done, you know, what what he did in the high school ranks. We we know about that. He gets credited a lot for helping Michigan become the program that they've been the last couple of years under Jim Harbaugh. But that didn't mean because Charlotte hired you, all of a sudden this money was going to come in. That's still going to take time because people aren't going to donate, and then you go three and nine or four and eight because they're going to feel like they that that it was it was it, it was a waste of money. And and I see, I see where he's coming from because if you want to win, you've got to have an endless supply of money to whatever that that degree is. I see it with my football program. When Mac Brown got hired, all of a sudden there was money to redo the locker room and do all these upgrades to the stadium and stuff like that. And it still hasn't translated to that much on-field success. So even if you have the money, it doesn't guarantee you're going to win. I believe if he puts a winning product on the field, I think the money will be there. 100%. 100%. I totally agree with that. And and I want to be fair here, too, because, again, we've talked about this. I Really like the hire. Everything he's needed to take care of in the time that he's been the head coach. Anything you can do, recruit. He's done all of that. He's still getting some really talented players to commit to this program. And he did apologize. I read you the first tweet. He would continue on. He'd say, it will make total sense, and I welcome that. He can help get the story out. My issue is with the, quote, big shots in Charlotte who say they want a great D1 Power 6 program but don't support us. Lots of talk, but only four guys have stepped up. It needs to be called out, and I will continue to do so. They live and thrive in this. Last one, I think this is a great team. And it's in Charlotte's interest. I will always be a force advocate for our players and program. No backing down. Signs it off with coach. And so there you go. That's what you have from uh, Biff Pogey discussing yesterday on the Kyle Bailey show. You can find that interview on his webs on the website, WFNZ.com. Just go find it. And you can click on the Kyle Bailey tab and the Wesson Walker tab. We've got one more segment within the hour to go. We'll talk a little bit more about NBA free agency. Maybe just maybe we have uh, some more free agency news to uh, provide that soundbite for you. It's Wesson Walker sports radio, 92, seven WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love 
hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Just talking about the Biff Pogey sound from yesterday. The head coach joined the Kyle Bailey show again. I'll keep pushing you there. The interview was on the website, WFNZ.com. Just go to the Kyle Bailey show. And also, we'll just uh, keep talking about it a little bit more here. By going to the guest line, we'll call it the Body Works Plus guest hotline, even though he's not really a guest. He's a family member. Jim Selania calling in. The great Jim Selania. How are you doing, Jim? I appreciate that you call me a family member because I'm a family member for life. And hopefully even after that, but uh, you guys were talking about airships, you know, three hours is just about perfect. Four hours. You've had it all. You've said it all. You know, I'm going to give you a little piece of history, Walker, uh, way back when in the aughts. Okay. I was still doing mornings with Gary Williams and started working with Mac and bone yet, uh, bone man. And I, uh, and, and, and DJ Stout decided, okay, I think it was after Mark Packer left the station because I, I'm pretty sure they would have gone with the best of Packer in his time slot. So DJ said, Gary, Jim, I'm going to have you guys do eight hours of radio. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> what was your immediate reaction to that, Jim? Did you poop your pants? What did you say as soon as he said that to you? No, I, 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 I invited the challenge and, uh, I was in my fifties and I was still, I was still really active and doing about everything any normal 30 or 40 year old does. And so we did the morning show and we came back and we did the afternoon drive time show for two or three days, I think eight hours on the air, (laughs) you know, with a four hour break, you know, well, so, uh, and so, Jim, it's okay. If you wanted to call in and call me a baby and this millennial that doesn't work hard, that that's I will I get that. Like, if you're 50 years old and have no problem working eight years old, then maybe I'm being really soft about all this. But eight years old, you mean eight eight hours? <laughs> that's what I mean. Yes, working eight hours and me being 30 years old. Yes, working eight hours. Am I being too soft on this? No, no, not at all. It, it, it does seem preposterous now that we did that, but uh, it was a challenge and it was fun. And uh, I felt great doing it. Uh, I never, I never wore down. I, uh, I enjoyed doing it. So, uh, eight hours on the air. That's uh, man. That's a, that's a ton. Yeah, that's a ton. It's a lot. I imagine when you got home that you were just like yeah. taked out. Like, all right, I got to save all my thoughts for tomorrow's eight-hour shift on the air in the public eye every single second. That's the great Jim Selenia still in the public eye calling in. We appreciate you, Jim, as always, man. Okay, thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay right where I am in my garage for the next eight hours. That just sounds like a great day. Just hang out in the garage for eight hours. I hope that there are some beers involved. I hope that the radio is turned all the way up. Maybe he's got us turned up, and then he can watch whatever's on television. I mean, that is a great Friday heading into the weekend. When people have the beers debate, what are the best beers? The shower beer. The, oh, I had one of those the other night. I a huge huge fan of the shower beer. And it dawned on me, the first one I ever had, drinking a beer, I was like, man, I need to shower before I go out. And it just dawned on me, like, wait, what's stopping me from bringing this into the shower? Because usually I would just leave it on the island or whatever, but I was like, wait, I can bring this with me. Never been the same since. 
It's a great beer. First beer of vacation. Wes is going to experience that with his drink. Mm. So when we do that, I imagine the garage beer leading into the weekend, listening to sports radio. That is a vibe and then some. Is that where you want to be right now? Hang with Jim. I just want a beer now. Yeah, I know. I did. I did a great sales pitch on beer. Yeah, I want some endorsements. Anybody? If there's anybody looking for a beers, a beer sales pitch, please contact me. Um, and you can text us 704-570-9610. I did want to get to some more of the Biff Pogey thoughts from the listeners. Uh, we have some from one from Bud Lightyear. You kind of like this one, Fitty. Bud Lightyear said, Walker, am I the only one getting big Matt Rule vibes from the Biff? I don't see that at all. I don't I don't see Matt Rule vibes. W- w- what made that interesting to you, Fiddy, when Lightyear wrote that in? I mean, because, you know, Matt Rule, when he, when he got hired, and as every coach does, he, he won the press conference or whatever. He put together, you know, when they hired Joe Brady, we all sung the praises of that hire to the coaching staff. A lot of overpromising. And then, you know, the second year, you start 3-0. and you, you think maybe, you know, and the second year was always his his turnaround year when he rebuilt um, Temple and whenever he rebuilt Baylor. Then they crumble, they go 5-12, and 12, and it doesn't come to fruition. A lot of over-promising, under-delivering. The difference, though, right now is the one thing that, that Biff has, has delivered is the, is the recruiting. I mean, you, you mentioned the three-star running back. He has brought in four-star prospects. Yeah. Whether it's via the transfer portal, whether it's via just outright recruiting them, and he said when he got when he got the job that he was going to upgrade the talent pool within the program because it was necessary with them making the jump to the to 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 the American Conference. So it's going to be interesting though because I mean the guy he also said yesterday if they don't win this year he should be fired. Hmm. So like he's very. He's very confident in his ability to put together a winning product. Kind of like Matt Rule was very confident he was going to put together a winning product. Was he? Was uh, he? Because, I mean, I mean, year one, yes. But, but, and then even year two, I think he was confident. So, so you can feel good about what you're doing. But I don't think the messaging, even going back in hindsight, which we have that ability to do now that he's gone, even going back in retrospect, it's not like I heard a confident dude. Especially with all the stumbling. Oh, no, I, I 100% believe in what we're doing. The whole seven years comment. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, man, Biff Pogey has not been head coach for a while. We can't, we can't judge him off of a lot right now. What we can do is judge him based off of the talent that he's currently getting. And th- I understand what he's doing with that comment, by the way. When he asked for more money from the bigwigs in town, the reason you're doing that is because you don't want these other Power 5 schools to come in and poach the players on the roster. Because what happens is Biff Pogey has demonstrated a very nice ability to recruit. Okay, you've got great talent coming in, and if you're confident that you're going to showcase every player's ability, they're going to have a great year. Charlotte goes to a bowl game. Each player has a good, successful season. Power 5 schools are going to see that. Mm -hmm. They're going to come in with NIL money, and the panache that comes with this big power five school and those guys are going to leave. The way to combat that is if you have enough money built up in order to retain the players on the roster, which is the environment that these coaches have to deal with now. And so it's smart. It's smart for Biff Pogey to get out in front of this if he actually can control any of it. But with the Matt Rule stuff, Biff Pogey seems a lot more confident to me. And oh, it seems yeah, a def- lot more in your face than yeah. Matt Rule. Where Matt Rule, the thing we liked about him, he seemed like a likable guy, right? Like Matt Rule seems to be this this dude that comes from 
the family that had a pastor as a dad was very good at talking, doing the preaching type of thing, but it didn't come off across hard-nosed football guy. That's what's coming across with Biff Pogey. He's talking about establish the run hats. I mean, he's old school. Yeah. And that game can still work in college football. I'd be real worried in the NFL. I wouldn't want it. But in college football, yeah, man, go recruit the biggest nasty dudes up front, three, four-star running backs, and go run the ball all over the yard and win eight games. You can do that. I like what he's been doing. My biggest issue from yesterday is that there's a pretty damn short fuse when it comes to the relationship with the fans, the fans that need to be built up right now. Yeah. And for you to react that quickly to Agent 49, this isn't even me. I'm an alum. I've got the platform from 12 to 3. I am not as important to the Charlotte fan base as Agent 49 is, and he had no problem. I disagree right off with the bat. that. You're important to me. Well, I did lead them to the 77 yeah. Final Four. I did do that. We, so you're right. We need the banner in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make one. Really, it can be at, if we printed off a blank piece of paper and just wrote the 77 Final Four run and then retired my jersey number, it would be as real as the run actually was. Yeah. That that prop would be. No, to be, yeah, and again, to be fair, I'm excited as hell about what Biff can do with this team. I believe in the hire. I believe in everything that he's selling right now. And he apologized. I don't want to overlook that. And and I probably have focused a little too much on the initial incident. It's just, we got to talk about it. We got to reference what mm-hmm. he apologized for. But he did apologize. I think it was sincere. I think that he was welcoming of the backlash that came towards him from the rest of the 49er fan base. And he owned it while also not backing down. I love everything about it. I just hope that we don't have that short of a fuse with somebody as prominent as Agent 49 again. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, like the messaging from us needs to be this. Like, yeah, are we going to sit here and critique what he said and, 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 and overgo his comments? Yes, that's our job. But everybody wants to see him deliver on the promise. Like, we, we, want, to see, we want to see Charlotte Athletics become what it what it what it can be what it used to be in basketball where where yeah. it, you know it wasn't like even me I'm not a Charlotte 49er fan by any mean but I want I want to be I want them to give me a reason to turn my TV on on Saturdays in the fall or during Tuesday nights during the basketball season and stuff like that we want to be an advocate for that program to let to to, to get the word out and stuff like that so um it's going to be interesting man because if 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 he goes out and he goes 8 and 4 or seven and five and wins a bowl game, then then everything he said yesterday is warranted because he'll be in that position saying we need the financial support to keep You're these right. dudes. It's a good point. It gives him more ground to stand on. Yeah, and so I mean, if anything, like I'm rooting for him even more so to go out there and do that. Like, go out there and win these games. Make these guys put their money where their mouth is because you've called them out and said, hey, there was there's guys with money that want a a, a power six program that's going to win. I'm going to give you one. Give me the money I need to help that say, to be sustainable for the long haul. Well, we got a bunch of great texts coming in. We also had a great tweet. Fitty, you and I looked at each other when Jim was on the phone, and he said, air shifts. Notice yeah. the emphasis in the F. <laughs> I don't think we got that emphasis with Jim. And just Rachel heard it on Twitter, and she said, guys, I thought Jim said on air shifts without the F and was like, well, he would know about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a great tweet. He did. Yeah. Just Rachel. Yep. Just, the man the man did crap himself his first day on air here. And I asked if he pooped his pants. I did ask that. Yeah, you did. Wow, a lot of poop talk, huh? And did you know that his first day here he he crapped himself? 
No, I didn't. I mean, that's the thing about Selenia. You you got to be standing by the dump button the whole time he's on. Mm-hmm. Literally, yeah. but he's also going to give you a history lesson, and the radio ge- the radio geek in me loves it. Yeah, he pressed the dump button in his pants that day. All right, it's Wes and Walker off and roll, and Nada Edwards going to join us in the Planet Kia Studios for an hour. We've got a plethora of topics to get to. I might want to get his ideas and opinions on this because Ion College Basketball Podcast producer also understands the Charlotte and I.L. situation. It'll be a lot of fun having Nada in with us. Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.